Hey everyone and welcome back to another edition of the Philly Sports Angle Podcast. I'm Kirsten and it is Monday, October 7th, 2019 and this is episode 9. I took a little bit of a bye week as I was feeling a little bit under the weather last week, but we are back and better than ever and ready to talk Eagles-Jets yesterday. Um, Indeed, if you were not paying attention, the Eagles did in fact beat the Jets yesterday at the Lincoln Financial Field. 31-6. Eagles enter the game at at a 13 and a half spread. And um, in the history, in the past, um, Eagles did not do as well against the spread, but they did in fact cover it this time, uh, winning 31 to 6. So we had a lot of a lot to talk about in this episode. A lot of things I noticed. A lot of things I think a lot of fans noticed and a lot of things that have been written today that I thought I would bring attention to. Um, So let's dive right in. So just to cover a little bit of what the game was like, um, I mean, the defense was the star of this game. The defense had 10 sacks, 9 on Luke Falk, and um, 1 on their backup, their third string quarterback who came in at the end because Falk was a little bit banged up. They had two um, interceptions and two touchdowns. So if you had the Eagles defensive team um, and special teams on your fantasy team. I'm sure you did pretty well yesterday, but um, they were the star of the show. Um, obviously, um, having your defense score you 14 of your 31 points says something. Um, but you know, having the offense only score then you know about 16 or 17 points says something too. So you know, in the first quarter, I'll just go over a quick game recap. Eagles were able to score in their first drive. Um, you know, a Jordan Howard, um, you know, run in. And um, that was that. Um, next drive, uh, the defense was able to intercept it. And they, um, Skandrick did run for a, a touchdown. Um, then the Jets had a punt. Eagles turned it over on downs. Missed field goal. Punt, 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 punt. And, um, you know, Eagles were able to end the half at 21 nothing. Um, so... Basically, going into, um, you know, going into the, th- in the second half, Eagles were blanket them 21 nothing, um, and I was hoping at this point that they could hold them to um, zero points just to prove how well our defense is, how good the defense is so far this season, but they didn't indeed, um, you know, let up a, nu- a, a, a touchdown, but of course their punter their kicker missed two field goals yesterday. Um, so the ending score was 31 to six. So what are some takeaways from the game that I saw and that I think we all saw? Obviously, um, I talked a little about the defense and I'll go in more into depth of that, but it really wasn't a great offensive performance for the Eagles. Um, like Doug Peterson said in his conference today and after the game yesterday, um, you know, can you really be disappointed when your team wins 31 six? And I think the answer is yes, and he he said yes too. Um, you know, they had a lot of penalties that pushed them back on second down to second and long or third and long, and in those situations, it's very very hard to convert, as he, he you know he confirmed, and as anyone can see. Um, so the fact when you get put in those situations and it's on penalties and the penalties that really just you know were your fault, honestly. It, there's no other there's no other if or, and or, bet, or about it. You have to do better. Um, and the offense has to do better of limiting those penalties because the penalties can really hurt you down the stretch. Even if you did win 31-6, there, there's just no need to be in that situation. So um, other other things I noticed too, um, obviously the I think the theme of a lot of games this season is the new um, pass interference 
challenge. Um, the Eagles lost one yesterday, um, you know, which was a little bit weird because the ruling was uh, there was contact downfield on Aguilar when Wentz threw, but Wentz hadn't released the ball yet when the contact happened. So therefore it wasn't PI because, um, you know, the ball wasn't in motion. Uh, so I thought that was a little funky and, you know, I just think there's so, there's so many ridiculous, um, calls and like, you know, missed calls about PI and they review it. And I just, you know, I, even last night in the Chiefs and Colts games, I saw, you know, a couple calls, especially a couple PI calls that were clearly not PI. And um, I think the whole thing that the Saints got going with having to challenge, you know, all the PI and, you know, all the ones in the end zone, I just think that's ridiculous. Um, I just think it slows down the, the course of the game. And I get if it really is, you know, pass interference, it should be called, but they're missing so many calls of pass interference and then ones that are even not pass interference on both sides of teams. So I'm not just saying this from an Eagles standpoint, I'm saying this on both sides of the ball um, for both teams in either direction. So I think that's something that the league has to get under control um, and they have to set a boundary of what is and what isn't. And I feel like they haven't because they called it across the board. So, I mean, that was a call that didn't go in the Eagles' favor that could have helped them, that could have switched shift them about 35 yards downfield um, and then you look at where Carson Wentz really, you know, threw yesterday. Um, it was really interesting because without, without Deshaun Jackson, he obviously doesn't really have a downfield threat. Alshon Jeffrey isn't really at his full potential. Nelson Aguilar, he missed a couple balls that, you know, Wentz tried to go long. Um, and a quarterback needs to has the, has to have that long ball in order to have a mix up in order to trick a few plays. Um, Carson didn't really throw much yesterday, and I'm not sure if that's just due to the fact that Doug is trying to trust his run game more. I mean, that's what he, Doug was criti- criticized for in the first couple weeks, not using the run game. Um, Miles Sanders did not look great yesterday at all. Jordan Howard looked great on the other hand. Um, I'm just interested to see if they decide to go if this is all just because they don't have Deshaun Jackson in their deep threat and they don't have healthy receivers, healthy top receivers, if that's why they're doing more um, running now, or if they just really aren't, don't think Carson, um, Carson doesn't think he can really make those without those guys in. Um, it's just, it's just an interesting point. I thought I'd point out because if you look at his chart. Um, if you look up next gen stats and look at Carson's, you know, his chart, I was, you know, looking at a couple sites on today and he really didn't throw that deep. And I think that's, mostly because of not having his deep threat there. So hopefully Deshaun's back by the Cowboys in two weeks um, from that ado- he has an abdominal strain, so he's been out. But um, hopefully he's back in, in a couple weeks. And, you know, when he is, Wentz will have, a, you know, a little bit more confidence throwing down that way. Other things that went wrong yesterday, obviously um, Kelsey had a bad snap on the first drive. Um, but, you know, there's a lot on his mind with the birth of his new baby. Um, congrats to him. But, uh, you know, Kelsey was a little off in that drive. Luckily, it didn't hurt um, the, the the birds. Also, um, during the interception, the first interception from the um, from by Skandrick, and a little tidbit about Skandrick in a middle minute. Orlando Skandrick, um, Derek Barnett had a late hit on um, the you know on the quarterback and uh he actually was fined twenty eight thousand dollars for an earlier hit this season um that was too rough and um honestly like Doug talked to him afterwards that's unacceptable and you know it is unacceptable Doug admitted it um he's an aggressive player and I get in NFL you are very aggressive but you know you can't afford to give your team a penalty when they just 
you know, got that nice, uh, you know, that little little touchdown for you. But thankfully, it didn't hurt the Eagles in any way. But I definitely think that the Eagles need to keep keep an eye on Derek Barnett. Um, I appreciate how how aggressive he plays, but also you can't afford to give up, you know, give up a touchdown for being too aggressive by hitting someone late. It's just ridiculous. And there's so many injuries that happened today from um, getting knocked out. So, but, you know, back to Orlando Scandrick. So, over the past 10 days between the Packers game, um, the past Thursday on Thursday Night Football, and um, this past Sunday, um, the Eagles and Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman more like, um, went out and signed um, Craig James and Orlando Scandrick, and they both um, were on the practice squad, and they had tried out, and both didn't make it, um, but Orlando Scandrick actually was at his house, like, just not playing, keeping in shape um, for the past month, and uh, so they called him up, they signed him, he came back, and he made um, a two crucial plays, he made the play, uh, um, he he started that fumble, and then he picked it up, and ran for a touchdown, and uh, Craig, 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 Craig basically played every snap of the game, like I think 50-something and 57 snaps. Um, so with that, I mean, just shows you, um, you know, how good the coaching staff is behind in Jim Schwartz in the defense. But also, I mean, Ronald Darby's out, Avante Maddox out, and Cindy Jones was available, but I wouldn't have put him in. He was only available if necessary because of a hamstring. Um, it's not worth it. It's week five. Uh, the Eagles have a really, 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 really tough three weeks coming up. Um, as they're all away because, in fact, the city, you know, thought that the Phillies might be home during the playoffs. Ha, that worked out well. But Howie is just a mastermind at going out and getting people. It's like anything I've ever seen or observed as a fan, and it has, um, I just think he is one of the best general managers I've ever seen um, cover a team, um, in charge of a team. But, obviously, um, the Eagles made a lot of mistakes on the offensive end and they need to fix that and they need to get themselves together because this week against the Vikings is not going to be easy. Um, the Vikings are three and two coming off a hot start from Kirk Cousins who threw for 300 over 300 yards. Um, and you know, they're kind of getting on a roll now. They, they have a pretty, pretty good, um, offense and, um, our defense is obviously good, but likewise, um, you know, they blanked the giants this past week and the giants aren't a great team, but, um, the Eagles can't just settle. Um, they're going and playing in their territory. Last time they played there was, um, I think the Super Bowl, um, US at USA Bank Stadium because they didn't play them last year there. I think. I think they came here. Yeah. Um, but so it's a it's a big week. Um, a lot of things um, to keep an eye on for. Um, obviously, will Jackson be back next week? Um, you know, will, um, how long is Maddox out? He's a neck sprain and a concussion. So I would think a couple weeks, Nate Sudfield's birthday was today. He's backup quarterback. Is he back? He had the hand, um, the wrist, um, injury. So, you know, they got to get some guys healthy and they got to keep fighting because after next week, it's Dallas week and Dallas week is going to be one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of the season so far. But I mean, I'm just, I think the Eagles are contenders for the NFC East, if not the NFC East contenders. Dallas had a 3-0 start and then last dropped the last two. And the last two um, opponents were actually hard opponents, um, the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints even were without Teddy Bridgewater. But I don't know if anyone's been following the Saints. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's 3-0. 
um, without Brees, and he's being remarkable. Um, the Saints were just hoping that he could be three and three when Brees came back came back after six weeks out with his with his broken hand um, or the torn ligament. But um, I mean, so Dallas lost twelve ten. Um, and then against the Saints, and then this yesterday they lost 34-24 to the Packers. Um, and you know, I I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is just remarkable. He is now seven and two lifetime at Cowboy Stadium, and it just shows you um, a team is not good until they play a good team. Uh, you know, the same with the Eagles. This is all around, but everyone's oh like. Dallas is the front runner for the NFC East. The Eagles don't stand a chance. No, that's not true. Um, the Dallas had the Redskins, Dolphins, and Giants to begin with, and now they're actually getting to formidable opponents. And they face the Jets this coming week, so they'll have a you know an easy one in the bag. Um, but that's why going into Week Seven is going to be one of the crucial weeks because we'll see two teams that are supposedly good go against each other. So I'm so excited, but. I'm just super pumped that everyone's finally seeing that the Dallas Cowboys really didn't have what they everyone thought they have. And I'm not sure if people were just saying that just to say that, but pretty sure there's people out there um, who really thought, in, in Eagles Nation, who thought that you know Dallas could make a run, and I think we can stop them. Um, sure, can they? Can, are they compatible with us? Yes, they're very competitive, and a little. And I'm believe me, I think they can give the Eagles a good run for their money. But if the Eagles are healthy on offense. If they are settled, if they give Carson time to run, if the defense is like the defense that we saw yesterday, then there's there's no way that the Eagles shouldn't be able to give a good run against Dallas. But, I mean, the Eagles have a lot to fix, like I said, a lot of work to put in. But, you know, they have time. Um, they have a good opponent in the Minnesota Vikings that they have to travel to on the road. So there's no breaks here. Minnesota Vikings, Cowboys, and then Bears. Um, and, you know, hopefully the Eagles can get on a run. Uh, we need to get on some sort of run um, to keep the momentum going. I think Wentz, you know, has a lot of potential that he's not showing yet. And I think some people are starting to be like, is he really as good as he say he is? I think he is. I just think if you give him the tools, then, you know, he, he will he will show. Yesterday he threw for 189 yards. But like I said before, the running game has to get stronger. Jordan Howard looked amazing yesterday. Uh, Miles Sanders didn't have a great day. Corey Clement is obviously their backup and is, you know, missed that punt yesterday. Um, it fumbled it, which is ridiculous. Um, he stepped in for Sproles. Sproles, I'm not sure his current condition. He was injured yesterday. I'm hoping all is good. And then, but he, Sproles, in fact, did it pass, um, he's number three time on, I think, rushing list now, um, which is, which is pretty neat. Uh, Sproles is a cool guy. Um, and I think he's the best guy to punt return, honestly. Um, he's quick on his feet. Um, they still can't catch him, and it's his, and he's been in the in the league for a long time. But again, I'm super excited. But again, the Eagles have a lot to work on. They're not the perfect team, and if anyone can say that, they're not. They have a lot to work on. But this win, if a win at Minnesota could, you know, really take them to the next level. So again, thanks for tuning in. This is another edition of the of the um, Philly Sports Angle podcast. And I'm Kirsten, and leave your comments and um, tweet me uh, however you want to uh, respond, but I want to hear what you think, um, what you think about the Eagles season so far, what you saw yesterday in the game, and any comments you have as we get ready for uh, the Minnesota Vikings this week. All right, go Birds. See ya.